sake. And we are back live once again. Welcome to the FFS podcast. I'm your host Praddy and this is episode 25. We're finally back after doing our entire January special episode where throughout the month of January I interviewed a whole load of guests who are basically fans from various uh, clubs from across the world. But now we're back to our routine which is probably one or two episodes per week and we're going to start off with the league leaders in the English Premier League that is Liverpool. And we're going to be discussing about one of the biggest topics that of the past week when it comes to Liverpool and that is going to be you know the FA Cup and where and Klopp's stance that he took after the draw against Shrewsbury in the FA Cup fourth round first leg and but before we get into that in detail uh let me ask my guest to introduce himself so uh Kevin would you like to give our guest a brief introduction of where you're from why you supported Liverpool yeah hi okay this is uh, my name is Kevin I'm from Singapore local singaporean yeah so i'm a huge liverpool fan and i've been a liverpool fan since i was growing up because my old man my dad who's no more around used to be a huge liverpool supporter so it's like you grow up you know learning the values of the club supporting them who to like who not to dislike blah 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 and all yeah so yeah 30 years been waiting i mean like i can't briefly remember it was like probably when i was 7 years old that they won the title the last 1990 Yeah, and uh, here we are. Wow. Okay, so you actually remember the last time we won a title? <laughs> yes, so, I was seven years old. So the thing is, yeah, I remember. But back then, you're still young. You don't really know how football works. I think I still didn't know how the offside trap kind of offside uh, ruling worked. So it's like, yeah, because I've been watching football like since growing up. So like the last World Cup I can remember watching it clearly was the '94 one, and like. Uh, back then in Singapore, like the local football was pretty big. It was called the Malaysian Cup, so everyone used to watch that. And then back home, we watched uh, English football over TV. But then we, at, th- at that point of time, you didn't have like lots of channels that showed. So it was like just one game that they put it on TV, like the big game for the week. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it's definitely changed. I think I spoke to even Daryl. Uh, about this and he also mentioned the same thing that you know it's it's been a huge change with the number of matches you can now access from various fields whether it's being streaming you can watch it on tv you can watch it ever, anywhere and uh, how's it been like supporting liverpool given that it's been it the i mean matches usually happen quite late at night for you and all of that right so like, for me i'm used to it like back in the day when i was in school like usually you know parents are oh late games no It's banned, but for me it was different and special in a way that if there's a late game, my dad would wake me up and say, "Son, the game's on." Yeah, and then yeah, we watch the game together. So it's like to me, it wasn't. It's it's something normal. I'm like kind of used to it. Three a.m. games, one a.m. games. Mm. Like no oh, matter how tired I am, it's like when there's a Liverpool game, that's that. Like it's been like a culture for me at home. I don't miss the game at all. Yeah. That that's a lot of dedication, especially to wake up even as a kid. I mean, it, it obviously helps that you know your dad was a Liverpool supporter as well. Because sometimes you know I speak to people and you know whose families don't really watch football, and then it's up to them to stay awake and stay up yeah. that late. But I mean, it's great to see that there's always support 
and so much of dedication from fans from across the world yeah, and that's why we do this it's been like part of it's like kind of a religion kind of thing family thing so usually like when uh for example a friend tells me i'm getting married on this day ba 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 first thing i do go and check the fixture list to see that we don't have games on that day so <laughs> yeah but the worst was like 2 years ago because i was like a best man for one of my friends and then uh happened to be they changed the fixture and then it was like during the the game the wedding was going on i was like standing behind and watching the game on my phone i had no choice i hate to watch games on my phone but that was like one of the times i didn't have a choice so yeah usually i make sure that i have my time to watch the game wow that that's some serious dedication and yeah. uh, <laughs> No, definitely. All right, so let's be let's move on to what we're going to be discussing today and that is, you know, the whole Klopp or Liverpool versus the FA uh battle that's been going on over the past couple of weeks. Uh I think it yeah. began maybe after when the fourth round was announced and Klopp was a little I mean actually it started even when with the League Cup when you know there was that yes. two legged fixture and they did initially like with all the fixture congestion and everything so it's like because he's from germany so like things over there are different and then you come over here is different and like you know how the fa is usually i mean a lot of people say no but like even if you go back a few years for example like the whole suarez racism thing like they made a whole deal out of it but when john terry did it and uh you know things like that nothing happened and yeah so it's like it's uh, a very kind of gray area kind of thing with the english fa sometimes they do things proper most of the times not so yeah right and i mean like you mentioned i think i don't know why but it felt like when klopp mentioned about fa cup replays or yeah uh, to uh, i mean talking about when he spoke about abolishing these fa cup replays and having it just one legged ties where if it exactly. if, if you draw the game if it's a draw go to a penalty shootout and finish it shrewsbury could have had a chance of winning so yeah even klopp said that so it's like unnecessary but okay yeah i understand these people want to generate ticket sales and blah 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 and everything is all about money but then you also have to look at the fixtures and everything on a player's point of view they're playing like so many games in out in out but trust me for supporters it's a treat we love as long as the more games we love it but then we also have to think that uh, you know the players like actually have to they have to travel here and there yeah no i, I mean that's true but i'm just talking about how much of a big deal it made when klopp mentioned it but when the likes of pep guardiola and even some of the championship managers also said the same thing that we don't want you know fa cup replays because it's quite a hassle to travel and you know play players get tired and everything because you know all of the apart from liverpool and city i don't think any of the clubs have that much of a squad depth to be playing uh, a second string squad more often than not you know fa cup and league cup uh, tournaments are the only way that a club can win these kind of trophies exactly uh, the reason why okay the reason why when klopp says it people like take it on different note when guardiola says it another note is trust me how many man city fans are there and how many liverpool fans are there so rivals they don't yeah city is kind of like a big club right now but liverpool is flying and everyone uh, of our rivals hate us so no matter what klopp says they try to take it and say no 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 this no 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 that and everything for example like uh, 
for Man United, uh, Mr. Solskjaer was saying something about goalposts having moved right. And that they don't say. But when Klopp talked about the win and everything, you know, they go about everything to do with Klopp and Liverpool FC. So that kind of like says why. Definitely. I mean, I think given that we call the unbearables and everything that is associated with Liverpool, people just can't stand the fact, I guess, that we've been so successful over the past couple of years uh, that they're not used to Liverpool being so dominant in the league that they kind of trying to find excuses in a way. But, okay, so the the first... uh, First leg, or rather, the the match against Shrewsbury happened, and uh, Liverpool drew. Did your when when uh, you came to know that there was going to be a replay? Did you think that Klopp was going to be uh, was going to have the same team, or uh, did you expect Klopp to go with Initially, the? Initially, I was I was I was thinking that he was going to play like the kind of the same team that played against Shrewsbury in the first game. Like a, a mix of, uh, you know, like probably people like Lalana coming in and Amin Amino and Origi. But then when you look at the fixture list, like it was too much. And then like now, number one, what he wants to do is uh, get the premiership side settled. So definitely he would not want to risk all his best plays for that. And, yeah. and to think about it, if you look at it, if you look at income generation, when you look at how much the FA Cup is going to generate and how much like even if they are out of the even if they win the FA Cup compared to if they go until the Champions League semi-finals look at you, you get what I mean how much they are going yeah. to generate in, in money-wise No, definitely I think I mean the games become so money-oriented or money-focused that you know, it, it's all clubs do focus on where they can revenue, they can generate the most revenue. And also, and if you think I, about it, if you think about it, probably this is not just Klopp's decision. You're telling me that his hires wouldn't have said, "Hey, look, you know, this is the case right now." Papa, pa, 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 Maybe you should put your importance over here. What do you think? And they would have sat down, had a conversation. I mean, certain things people say, yeah, Klopp, Klopp quotes this and quotes that, but then actually you don't know exactly what is happening behind. And like, yeah, if you ask me, trust me, I'll, I'll, I'll give the FA Cup a goodbye. And like, you know, go for the other two important uh, trophies that are available. But now, yeah, but these kids also, well, they've done well. So yeah, next up, Chelsea. So Right. I, I, okay, so uh, when, when Klopp announced that he was going to play the under-23s and that he also wouldn't be there to manage the, the team, what were your thoughts at that point of time? I was having a laugh and I was thinking it was a good decision. Number one, it's because he puts his trust in the kids. I mean, they have been playing very well when he, like, you know, got, got them to play the, like the few, the other matches and against Shrewsbury, they proved themselves. So imagine if he was going to say, oh, I'm going to include like, you know, half of my team in there and everything. So it's like, oh, so you get us to play one round and then you don't let us give us another chance, that kind of thing. Yeah. And like lots of the pundits were saying, like you know, he should have been there and everything. But he has other problems to think about right now, which are his priority, which is the priority for a lot of other people out there, supporters and everything. So yeah, I don't see what the big deal is. He put he put his trust in Neil Critchley's side, and they got the job done, even though it was an own goal. So yeah, I don't no. see what the big deal is with all these people. 
you know, coming up with things just to say, trust me, it's just because it's it's Liverpool, that's it. If this were Southampton or something like that, nobody would have blinked an eye and said anything. Nobody would have cared. Yeah. Definitely. I, yeah, no, I, I mean, like, so... Uh, when we when we when Klopp and spoken about I I do not understand when people say I don't know why Klopp didn't manage the under 23s he made it quite clear in his press conference that he wanted I mean it made sense that the under 23s be coached by their own coach right otherwise it's like taking uh, other I mean Critchley has to have you know the that kind of an importance or give it, it's also giving Critchley that kind of uh, an importance to go and manage right. a big game like, like he has a, he has a kind of a thing like hey okay i can do this as well like even though it's like you know yeah i'm i'm given my chance so let me see what i can do that kind of thing and you know about clock he's about giving people chances and yeah so like you see such, there were so many players who played in that that squad who i think the next two three seasons could like break into the first team as well. They've been playing very well. Arnold has to look out. Uh, Neko has been playing really well, so he's got competition over there. And uh, even Curtis as well. Curtis Jones has been like brilliant. So Harvey Elliott, we don't have to say sixteen years old, but he's been like kind of really training with the senior team. So yeah, could be yet another three or four breakout stars. Definitely. And uh, okay. Uh... Obviously, that happened, and uh, okay. So, how much of a difference did it make that the match is actually being played at Anfield? Because at Anfield, I think no matter which team we've put out, we've managed to win or at least not lose. It's become such a fortress for us. So, was that in any way a factor in Klopp's decision to play the under twenty threes? Maybe had it been a- number one because when when. You tell the under twenties, look, y'all are playing at Anfield. So to them, it'd be like, okay, this is my big chance. Most of them, they like, you know, will be waiting to play in front of. And Liverpool actually sold out the stadium. Yeah, for uh, even though the supporters knew that they were gonna watch under twenty three team, they still sold out the stadium. The atmosphere was there, and uh, yeah, selling out the stadium is something which most other so called big clubs like City don't know how to do it. But yeah, we don't need any recognition on that. So, when the players, like, they know all these kind of things, like, okay, it's been sold out, everyone is coming, the cop is there, and everything, it's like a knockout fixture, knockout tie, you know, gives them a kind of push, like, to perform better, to play better. And, yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, alright. And, okay, so speaking about, you know, the cop being sold out and Anfield actually being sold out, which is quite rare for a for an under-23 game, which shows, again, how, how you know, dedicated our fan base is, how much they love the club. Yeah. Well, Liverpool have also been doing. But one of the one of the major stories that came out was that the FA actually did not televise that particular game. And, lot, and there was yeah. a lot of talk about... <clears throat> sorry. Uh, and there was a lot of talk about how that was kind of a... I wouldn't say revenge, but that was kind of putting out a message saying that you know exactly, if, but, if, but the thing is, uh, I still managed to find a stream, so that wasn't like uh, it was at first. Yeah, I was like, ah, I can't watch it on TV on the normal channels. But like, you know what they say, Liverpool fans, even if you play the finals on the moon, you'll somehow like find a way to come over there and watch the final. Yeah, so I mean, they can do that with Shrewsbury, but I'm gonna see the next game, which is against Chelsea away. How are they gonna do that 
And uh, let's see whether, you know, Chelsea will be happy when they know that their game isn't being broadcasted. Yeah. So they can do it with Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury because it's, they are not like a major club and also it's like nothing to them. But uh, with Liverpool, Chelsea, you think they won't show it on... Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'd, I'd actually disagree with you on that because Shrewsbury is such a small club. They need the broadcast revenue and I think they missed out on 72, 72 million or something. It's not uh, about Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury's broadcast revenue. It's about the FA's broadcast revenue. Because when, with the FA, you tell me, with Chelsea comparing with Shrewsbury, where would they make more? No, definitely. But I think Liverpool was still a big game to be telecasted. And I think yeah. also... No, but I'm, the fact is that nobody really mentioned or spoke out about how the FA didn't broadcast. Because for Shrewsbury, a small club, and yeah. this, whole re, this whole point of replays being abolished, was the argument against that was that these smaller teams from League One and Championship teams would miss out on certain rev- revenue, whether it be from gate receipts or broadcast or whatever. And so, uh, by with the FA Cup doing this for petty reasons... It seemed that Shrewsbury was missing out on certain revenue, which I lowered for them. Yeah, I mean they they lost out on quite a bit of revenue. But the thing is, you can't blame us or can't blame Klopp. Like some of them were saying, oh, it's because of his decision and everything. Look, the guy is a manager. He has a decision to make. Whatever he makes, end of story. How much we can debate, it's his call. So even like there are some supporters will say this and that and how much of bickering and yakking you do. End of the day, he makes the decision, not you. So, the thing is, let's leave it to the ones who know their jobs better. Yeah, like some of them are just like, you know, sit behind the telly, but got 101 things to say. You don't even know what's going on. So, yeah, he's brought us success. Hello, he's brought us so much success, which yeah, about 10 years ago, it's a different story at all. So, it's like these people, I mean, these are like for our fans, but like for the rest of them, obviously, it's Liverpool, they will have 101 things to say. So, for us supporters, we just enjoy everything. He, he's made the decisions to play the under 23. So, be it. for us, our main thing here is looking at the bigger picture of getting that uh, 19th uh, title, which has been away like for 30 years. Yeah, FA Cup is like, you know, to him, it's not really his importance or anybody's importance. If do you think, though, at some level, he should be... Th- I mean, given that, you know, knocking on all of the wood, I can find that, you know, the league title is secured. And, you know, there's a chance that, you know, Champions League... If if he progresses to the next round of the Champions League, could then he think about, you know, fielding a stronger team against Chelsea, given that the treble is on? Because well, I, I would, that, yeah. if you look at the dates of the games, uh, after Chelsea, there is uh, another... Uh, League game, I think. But who was it? Yeah. Is it Bournemouth or Bournemouth or something? Yeah, Bournemouth at home, I think. Like uh, two days later. So the thing is, right now, it's you can say it's done and everything, but it's not done until it is actually done. So one game at a time, and you know, even though looking at the fixtures, like we've got Norwich, West Ham, Watford, Bournemouth, uh, Everton, and then after that, Crystal Palace, even though it's not done until Palace is done or if City drops more points. So, he will not be taking things for granted. We have seen how Liverpool have uh, lost titles on two previous occasions when it was like also almost done. But this time, yeah, the difference is 22 points. But then, even then, let's just get over the finishing line before, you know, whatever. Who knows? Maybe if Kids managed to pull an upset against Chelsea. 
fifth round also is there a replay or is it, is it going to be pens? Not, uh, not. I think uh, it, it's pens now. From this round onwards, I think it's only penalties. Yeah, you never know. Maybe hold them to a draw, get over by penalty shootout. You never know. Penalties, anything can happen. And then maybe after that, the next round, we already secured the title. Then maybe you may say, you know, why not go for it? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But do you think against Chelsea, he'll go with, you know, the team that he played against Shrewsbury in the first leg, which is, you know, a mixture of the fringe players and the youth? Yes, I, or think he will, I think he may, he may do that. But considering there's a game a few days later, he will also assess based on, like, you know, he's going to see, like, how many players are fully, like, fully fit, fully recovered? Because he needs all of his top players, like, for the remaining amount of games. So I'm sure he will go with like Adrian and like the other fringe players, like uh, probably Lalana, Minamino, Origi. But anyway, now Origi also we need him because money is out. So mm. he also have Ox. And yeah, so yeah, have to just wait and play the waiting game and see. How the games progress. And next up is Norwich. So yeah. And then after that it's Champions League against uh, Atletico. Which is gonna be tough. Definitely. And uh okay, speaking of how you know the FA stopped broadcasting and everything, is there any like thought in your mind that goes to uh how maybe there is now going to be a slight I wouldn't say animosity, but you know, like you know, the FA Cup and Liverpool are not on the best of terms right now, given how the FA feel that they've kind of sort of, in air quotes, disrespected the tournament. And do you fear for Liverpool in that case that, you know, the FA might do something drastic? I, I, it's not like they can tamper with the, yeah. uh, with the draws as much as we'd like to think so. But, you know, there are ways maybe that the FA can... Interfere, and do you feel that you know? Yeah, at the end of the day, the FA can do things, but then, well, uh, we are Liverpool FC, lah. So that's the difference. I mean, try whatever you want, we'll come out stronger. Okay, uh, that that's that's a good enough statement. I I don't think we should expand on that more. Uh, no, that I I think yeah, it's going to be quite interesting to see how. Top takes in the FA, but as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, that it all comes. It all about it. The FA sometimes is a joke. I mean, okay, your a team from your league, Liverpool FC, won the uh, Champions League, won the Super Cup, which was okay against another English team. Okay, fair enough, but it's still another trophy won by English team in a uh, continental level. And then you had the World Club Cup, a team from your country has won these three trophies and are gone on to like the finally win the World Club Cup and they were like only you can use the patch for one game whereas like other other teams in other countries probably the FA will be because it's supposed to be a sense of pride for them as well like yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and I mean you if you have it flaunted right like the same goes if you have it flaunted so yeah, so if this was like some other teams, maybe, I'm not sure. Yeah. No, I, I can't remember. I mean, the last time I think someone, the uh, an English team won the Club World Cup, I think, was it Manchester United under Ferguson? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 and I think, you know, I don't know what the case was, whether there was a badge at that point of time, because it was, I think, 2000 or something. So, 
I don't recall if they had the badge to wear and if the FA Cup I, allowed it. What I remember and to what I read, I think yeah, they were allowed to wear. And uh, yeah, because there was also a whole debate about them. Uh, fans from there have been like watching their podcast and everything, complaining about oh, we're sending our under twenty three, disrespecting the competition. Well, because that's a competition they have won quite a few, so to them it's a very very big competition. Secondly, it's uh, they've been saying oh, they've sent under twenty three teams. It's like you guys back then when you were in the World Club Cup, you took yourselves out of the competition. If you remember, they yeah, yeah they yeah. they didn't take part in the competition. They decided to pull out. So you are one you are one who should not come in. You know, say things. You pull out. We didn't pull out. Yeah. We still sent a team to play. We sent right. a decent team against Shrewsbury to play. Actually, to think of it, should have actually won that game and sealed it off. But then, yeah. So I don't see what the whole debacle is about this whole club FA. So they are taking like you know saying this and that and everything. No, I I just actually looked online. I think when Manchester United won it in 2008, not 2000, but 2008, they actually only wore the badge for the FA Cup matches. I don't think they wore it for the Premier League matches, which is like you mentioned, quite surprising given that you know the FA would want or the Premier League would want to showcase their that they are one of the, the strongest leagues. The recognition, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't see. I think everywhere else with Real Madrid, you saw them wear it throughout their campaign when they won three title, three Champions League titles. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, it's quite bewildering. And I don't know what the FA Cup thinks sometimes. It's just yeah, like you mentioned, sometimes it's just a joke. You have to just laugh at them. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. So like, yeah. just do whatever you want. But then yeah, we'll just do things our way. Exactly. And I mean, we've been successful so far doing so in the past few yeah. years. So. Might as well continue. Mm. Uh, all right. I guess that's as good a time as I need to call it a day. Thanks, Kevin, for being a part of this podcast. It was a pleasure to have you on and give you your thoughts on yeah, Liverpool and the podcast too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely catch up soon. Uh, probably once the yeah. Champions League ma- knockout stage. Oh, at least yeah, the ground of sixteen ends. Maybe we can see where Liverpool are at. And we can see whether... And, I mean, a lot of people talk about, you know, the treble. But, you know, people forget that if Liverpool actually do manage to do the to win all of the competitions, it wouldn't be a treble. It would be a quintuple because you won the Super Cup and the Club World Cup as well. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think only, only Barcelona would have won more trophies in one season when they won six under Guardiola in his first season, I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, it's definitely it'll be it'll be. I mean, we can we can we can yeah definitely people want to win as much as you can. But uh, if you ask me, I would just uh, number one just concentrate on settling that league title first, yeah. and then we can go on to other things like one game at a time. And also, I mean, Champions League definitely. I mean, Europe is our favorite competition. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like Klopp will definitely have your mentality, which is one game at a time. As fans, you know, we've already some people have already started singing. Uh, you know, like when the when the cop was singing, uh, we're gonna win the league. He's like, like they have the right to like sing whatever they want, do whatever they want. But for us, like we are not celebrating until it is done. So yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, if things go the way that we all hope it does, then by I think mid March. 
so it or end of march actually the thing is if things go the way i hope it is liverpool will actually win the league title on my birthday and the next game man city will be giving us the guard of honor <laughs> oh that will be nice that'll be something for you as a as a liverpool fan who's watched them win the last title 30 years ago to now yeah. probably winning it on your birthday would be something special that will be the sweetest because the game is like at 1:30 am on my birthday so it's going to be that will be against crystal palace but the thing is i don't know i got a feeling it could be done earlier because like city has got a lot more difficult games they've got i think uh menu and chelsea away and leicester away yeah, yeah. and arsenal at home i mean we arsenal you don't know what's coming but you never know Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. The next few weeks are going to determine everything from Champions League to the Premier League. Uh it's going to be quite interesting for Liverpool and for Manchester City as well. Yeah, and I've also actually kind of booked my accommodations in Liverpool already for the final game week. So, oh, well, nice. Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So, thanks again for tuning in. Uh if you i i mean i hope to catch you soon uh for for the liverpool podcast as well uh so thanks again uh don't forget to leave a like you can rate us you can also follow us on seven different podcast platforms including apple podcast google podcast spotify you okay, name it we probably honest, there i was telling i was telling daryl i've never ever done any podcast the only kind of podcast i watch uh like on youtube and like uh WWE podcast and stuff like that but i don't actually know how this whole thing works that's when he sent me the link so i downloaded it i was like yeah okay so yeah, yeah. probably i'm more of like a facebook guy and a, a twitter facebook right yeah you you can follow us on twitter as well we're uh, i think we call football_sake so you can check us out there okay. uh, so yeah uh, and we've got the links to the podcast on twitter as well so you can Catch, you can directly catch us there as well. well I will. Um, I will like kind of uh, drop you a message. Then probably you can like send me the link so I can check it out on uh, Twitter. Definitely, definitely, we'll do that. And I guess uh, that's about it. This is it for episode twenty-five. I'm your host, Pradi, once again, and see you.